Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die Radio. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And if you are listening right now, I want to tell you, we are actually filming this as a video episode. So if you want to see what we look like, you can go to YouTube and just type in We Don't Die Radio 320. And you'll learn why in in just a little while. I want to introduce you or reintroduce you if you haven't met these fine folks before. They're part of the We Don't Die team. They have demonstrated their mediumship in both um, Orlando at We Don't Die Orlando and We Don't Die Boston just a few months ago. They quickly became very good friends of mine. Just Last week, we did a charity event online on Zoom with information about the afterlife and a live demonstration of mediumship with these fine folks. We called it Evidence of the Afterlife, and we raised close to $1,800 for the global children's organization called Saving the Children. Excuse me. Carrie McLeod and Philip Dykes are the creators and tutors of the Spirit and Soul Foundation. They offer opportunities to people to access a form of spiritual learning and mediumship training that goes beyond anything you may have experienced before. They offer one-on-one coaching, mediumship readings, as well as travel internationally, demonstrating and training in evidential mediumship. I first interviewed Phil and Carrie on episode 285, so if you like them, and I know you will, I suggest that you go check out episode 285. This episode is special as we'll be talking about evidential mediumship versus psychic mediumship, what to expect during readings, what you shouldn't have happen during readings, and so many things. In fact, part of this interview and why video is that we're going to bring on a mystery guest and there'll be a evidential demonstration done right here. Carrie and Phil don't know the person and the person does not know Carrie and Phil. So it's perfect. So coming to us today from their home in Scotland, I'd like to say Carrie and Phil, welcome back to We Don't Die Radio. Hello and welcome for the welcome. Um, Thank you for the welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Hi Sandra, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well, doing well. It's always fun to do this because we have a five hour Difference in times, evening for you, afternoon for me, but there really is no time. So what does it matter? Right. Correct. But it, Correct. it's nice to be together and we'll be together again in August. We'll share about a little bit more about the discovery course a little bit later in that in the episode. But I said a little bit about why uh, we're doing this. But from your point of view, if you want to say hello, a little introduction and why you said yes to being part of this. Um, project. Yeah, I think we've been speaking about this for many, many years now. And I think what actually brought it to the attention more recently was a question one of your listeners had on your Facebook page. And it was about asking the difference between mediumship and psychic. And I went on and did a very brief Um, explanation and and Phil joined in on on that description and that sharing and it got a lot of curious people more curious and knowledgeable people um, appreciating I suppose what the difference is 
And that led you to say, well, how about we <laughs> tell a bigger audience? Because not everybody knows this. And it's not through um, doing anything purposefully. It is in the majority of cases, people genuinely don't know. They don't know that there is a difference between psychic and mediumship. And they also don't know there's a difference between mediumship and evidential mediumship and what to expect on, on both of those latter parts. So uh, would it help if I start with psychic? Yeah, would. I want to hear just Phil say hello. Hello. Exactly what Kerry said, but to put it in a very simple form, um, evidential mediumship is all about the loved one in the spirit world, the loved one that's gone. And the psychic is basically straight about the recipient in front of you. All the information about themselves, their life, their personality and character. Um, and we've got to understand as well that even though we're saying there's a difference between the two, because there is, and there's a, there's a need and a purpose for both, um, mediumship is part of the psychic faculty. Um, it's just a, a finer gradient of it um, where we connect to the discarnate soul in the spirit world. So in other words, it, it's bringing information from spirit, that person that's deceased with the physical body, um, and giving evidence of them where the psychic is, is all mm. about the person in, in front. But we are about education. We believe that all mediums should be educated to the difference, educated to the mechanics of mediumship, the different levels of consciousness. Because um, I know that there's people say oh, it, it's somatics, different terminologies and things like that. Um, but actually, that education is absolutely important um, of understanding what terminology is, what we use, and what we mean by mediumship, what we mean by the soul, what we mean by the secondary consciousness or the subconscious, because um, that, that there seems to be a real need there at the moment. Um, a lot of things have been sold as the spirit world. Well, actually, they've not even touched the spirit world, but we'll, we'll go into that a little bit later. Yes, I would definitely love to hear about that. And you, you mentioned education as well. I didn't know too much about mediumship until I started digging around. And my very first taste of it is I went to a weekend course in mediumship. And although I realized I lack the potential, and, and there was definitely some accurate information that had come through me, at the end of the three days, and there were three short days in classroom, I was presented with a document that said, I, Sandra Champlain, am a certified medium. Mm -hmm. And I can go off to charging great sums of money, hang out the shingle, and help people. And I knew in my heart that that wasn't right. However, I do know there are people and I don't want to say they don't know any better. They, they've learned what they can learn, whether it's on an online course or whether they take a short course or maybe have a week at the Arthur Finley College. And although they're giving it their all, after being with you two and witnessing your form and your level of mediumship and your commitment to the spirit world, I thought, you know what? If we can show mediums that there's another level to get to, that will only help them be more evidential and help more grieving folks and yes. people in need. Because I don't think, and, and while there are proper con artists in the world, I do think most of the folks that I've met are really good 
heart-centered people that want to make a difference. So we, I want to empower them to be where they can be and, and to keep developing. So that's what I need to say about that. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree. I think when psychic has a bad name, people think that psychic is um, a lesser relation to the the, the faculty, but mediumship is, as Phil rightly said, there is part of the psychic faculty. And when we're working with psychicism, we're working in that psychic way. If people don't know the difference, then they are not going to be able to tell when they're working each way. We actually keep our, our students working psychically for a substantial period of time to get the psychic place, the soul, that centre, working properly. And then it should be as easy as flicking a switch. It never is. But it should be as easy as using that same place within the medium to work with the spirit world. So when we're working psychically, we're working within the, the soul of a person that has a body. So when we're working psychically, we should be able to, any good psychic should be able to read everything from what they had for breakfast for that day to when they broke a bone when they were two years old to their first traumatic experience to their favorite color to lots of different elements of their personal life including what they think their future is so what about that so psychics will if i'm reading just i won't read you sandra but if i were to read your aura aura your energetic field your etheric body whatever we want to call it i will reach in and tell you almost what you are waiting to hear because i'm sensing what you want to hear so i'll tell you oh yeah um you're going to be doing a television program later today and it's going to be fantastic and go all over the world but that's maybe what you're looking for and therefore i'm picking up what you want but if you do any change whatsoever between now and whenever what was going to happen happens, then that will change because we've got freedom of will. We've got freedom of choice. So a psychic who doesn't know any better will feel into the energy of the person with the body, as in one of us, that we can see and tell the person that they're reading what they want to hear. And the person leaves thinking, oh, the psychic told me exactly what I wanted to, to meet. I'm going to meet this tall, dark, handsome man or woman. Um, I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to be fine after my illness. I'm going to have that holiday. I'm going to whatever it is, because the psychic has read it from the individual. So all the information in that reading will pertain to the person with the body. Makes and sense. What we need to be clear about is the spirit world don't need to be anywhere near there in order for that to take place. Spirit world do not need to even be in the room. We can also get relatives through working psychically because if I, we know your dad's in the spirit world. So I could get your dad's personality through you, but it'd be your version. It'd be your perception of him. It wouldn't be him. So if I were reading you and somebody else who knew your dad, I'd be able to read you and tell your dad's personality. I could read somebody else and almost feel like I had a completely different man. Although there's no man there. 
because I'm getting different stories from different people about the same man. So psychics can get names, experiences, memories, but it's done psychically because it's pure information. It's almost like one dimensional. It's boom, boom, boom. It's just information. Terry, so mm. quick question. Does it, do you think that there are people that believe that they're demonstrating mediumship and what they're really demonstrating is psychic? Yes. Absolutely. Categorically, okay. yes, we've seen it. And some, we make a habit of, if we're asked for feedback, we will always give really honest feedback. It's not to destroy their, their, their element of their mediumship. It's to encourage them to go to the spirit, not to literally go to the spirit world, but encourage them to work with the spirit world and just stretch their mediumship, especially if we see potential there within their journey. Because not everybody will be a medium. Some people will be excellent psychics and they should enjoy their mediumship but they might just not be made in, at this moment in their life to be a demonstrating medium. It's a new in thing to be a medium. And it's got, some people get a little bit lost in where they're going or why they're doing it or what they think it's about. Um, so yeah, absolutely, there can be demonstrations. Somebody can demonstrate for an hour and think they're with the spirit world and all they've given is information and we can see and sense there's not one shred of spirit world there. And it makes us sad because we know that the minute the spirit world comes in, there's a shift. So the psychic readings are great for the individual to be heard. They're fantastic for healing. So if I were reading you and I said to you, I'm going to make something up, Sandra. I know you're very, um, you're, you're feeling a little bit um, waylaid or you're feeling just a little bit misunderstood there's a great power in somebody else acknowledging how you feel. There's great healing comes from that. Being heard, being understood, somebody else gets me. And so it can shift something within the recipient or the sitter. So psychic readings have a very, very useful place. And I would never be without them. I'm sure Phil feels the same way. We would never be without psychic readings because they have their place. If somebody wants to explore within themselves, if they want to sometimes just being heard, somebody else saying this is how you're feeling can be very profound. It can be. Um, in a private sitting, there should be a mixture of both the evidential and, and the psychic side of things. Um, but it's, the medium should know the difference between the two. Um, Kerry's done very well at explaining it, um, but also that there's different levels of working psychically where Kerry explained that we, we can touch the outer layer of, of your energy, we can pick up everything that you want to hear, and I call it that feel-good factor, and, and I hear it so many times being said, but actually the truth is that, okay, at the moment life isn't wonderful because of things in the family, because of relationships, because of work, it all goes, the, the, the several needs that all tap, tap into each one, but it goes to a deeper level, and even where we can push past that level, even deeper into, into the soul's purpose. Um, like I said to somebody just recently, I said, um, I know that you've considered going into some kind of care work. And I said, but I know you've thought about 
counselling, not going for it yourself, but actually participating, learning it to help people because your soul cries out in service to mankind. So in other words, the, the, um, the, the real deep desire with inside them that makes them tick is about that service to help other people. That um, Then we go that little bit further and we say, well, actually, this is what you want to do you know okay i'm picking up on that care work but it's not nursing it's actually in a, in a therapeutic way whether you want to learn the counseling or or different therapies or coaching and it's looking into that purpose now it's very few i've got to be really honest there's very few and far between people that we meet in the right line of work in the right place we do things to get along life says to us we must work nine to five we must have a mortgage we must earn money and all these things get in the way of our soul's purpose um and, and these feelings we don't need readings to have we actually feel them anyway that i mean if we asked an audience of 100 people who actually at one time wanted to do other kinds of work from a child all the way through every hand will be up wanting to do different kinds of works or something they were drawn to um and I think it was Kerry that posted something on Facebook today. We can't change the actual personality and characteristics of people. They act in a certain way. On a psychic reading, we feel all that information, how they are, how they've interacted from um, birth all the way through their life. That, that can be done. It can be achieved. Not every sitting, but it can be achieved. Mm -hmm. But it's understanding the different levels um, if, if you imagine an onion, you can just keep on peeling the, the, the layers of it. And it's exactly the same with the psychic. We possess information within our auric field, within our energy, within our soul. And that's transmitted, that's emanated mm -hmm. every moment of the day. Even now we work with colour, um, just because I know you're soaking everything up like a sponge, Sandra. Um, we, we can start to see the colours of development with you, the, the purples and everything else. Um, but also I know that the blue kicks in, which tells me that there's different journeys of learning. And these prove that the thoughts of every day change and create tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So this is why we say we, we can't automatically tell the future but we get a good look into what you would like right now mm -hmm. and how your thoughts are. And that, so th there's a real use here for that psychic facility of understanding, but we must be clear on the potential of what we feel and, and put it across that way. This is what we feel the ability could be or where you could go, but we've got to back it up with evidence of why and how this is all presented itself. Mm -hmm. So even in a psychic reading, there's still evidence of a sort. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, because I think yeah. where, where people get a psychic reading, it is about being honest within that. And we have to say to people, you might think you're here because of this need, but what I'm feeling, and we'll get the sense in a private sitting what the need is. And somebody might be waiting. We, we've spoken to so many people who said, oh, I've been told I'm going to be a trans medium. I've been told I'm going to be a platform medium or a physical medium or a whatever else medium. What we believe the medium has said would be there's the potential for that. If you dedicate the time and the integrity and the place to work with the spirit world, we believe that there's potential there for you to achieve that level of mediumship. But in today's world, we... we go out and we buy something we can't buy this <laughs> not by one or two or three or even four weeks at Stansted this is a lifetime's learning 
we get people saying, oh, we've done three weeks since Sansed and I'm a trans medium now. You're, you're, I did two short days and I'm certified. Well, certified in what, maybe? But <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I want to ask you both, if I'm now coming in, whether I'm doing a, having a reading with you on Zoom or we're face-to-face, how will I know through the evidence coming through that I'm not just getting a psychic reading? What's different about an evidential mediumship reading from the sitter's so when, point of view? Yeah, when we go to an evidential mediumship um, reading, the the evidence will primarily be about person and spirit world. So what we will traditionally see in a medium who's working in a um, an okay way, well, they'll say, I've got your mum. We actually saw one recently. We've got you. This was not an okay way. We've got your mum. She had breathing difficulties. Everybody does at end of life. So we've got mum. She had breathing difficulties. And she liked to clean house. And she liked cooking. And then we proceeded to spend the next five minutes doing a psychic reading of what the recipient wanted to hear. That's not evidence. Because everybody's mum who's in the spirit world probably had similar circumstances. So once we get to evidential mediumship, we're feeling the soul of the spirit person. So everything they had for breakfast that day before they passed, everything they had when they were young, the experiences, the memories, the personality, the emotions, the journey through life, where they worked. But it happens in a way that the spirit world wants, the spirit communicator wants. So it should really be quite specific to the communicator. So every communication will be individual. There's a lovely way of training decades back that that many of your listeners will know about as insert. And it is a little bit different now. And I know that we're not the only tutors that believe that there's more we can add in there. But I know that the emotion of the the, um, spirit person is where we work from. So we can clairvoyance, clear audience, clear sentience, but clear sentience is where we get to sense who the loved one is and how they were. So the evidence might be practical, as in they did this job, they went here, they worked there, they were this place in the family, this is a name, this is a date, this is a street name. We can go to a dem and it'll all be practical evidence with very little emotion, emotional evidence of the spirit person and then we'll go to another dem and it's primarily emotional evidence how she was what her personality was what she liked what her dislikes were how she carried herself how she interacted with people what she said how she said it her mannerisms um and that's really where if we get lots of practical evidence the minute we shift the emotion the sitter or the recipient should feel like their loved one is in the room because it's that profound experience of the medium becoming so blended with the spirit world that they are the spirit communicator. They, they, they lose track of time in a, in a sense and, and just become fully in service to that communicator. So where we see mediums dropping information we were at a, a very well-known church in a spiritualist church in Scotland, and we had we watched a fairly decent medium, and she said, "I've got 
Um, somebody here, I've got a plane and I've got a 9-11 link. And we were thinking, oh, wait till she unfolds that. That'll be incredible evidence. And she did nothing with it. <laughs> she says, you can take a 9-11 link. Yes. Okay. And I just and thought was there, was a really, there was a missed opportunity there. If the spirit person's brought that in, they've brought it in because it's important. And so a lot of the evidence will come from very few pieces of information and a lot from the soul of the communicator. And primarily that's the main difference. Psychic, it's about the recipient. And if it's about the loved one, it's purely facts. Mediumship, it's about the loved one in the spirit world. And if it's done properly, you should be able to feel them as well. The medium should change from having a very strict mother to a cuddly grandmother to a matter-of-fact professor who was a granddad to a granddad who spent all his time in his hut. There should be a different feel about that. And then in real evidential readings, there'll be a little bit at the end, if they're really lucky, where the spirit world says, we know this is going on for you in your life just now. We're behind you or we're with you or we're supporting you. And that might be the only thing that recipient hears about their life. I have done private sittings and I know Phil and I were speaking about this just before we started this interview about how we'll do readings in terms of mediumship and the evidence. The spirit world sometimes, not always, but sometimes will give information about the recipient's future. But normally it's either because the recipient and their gut feeling already knows what they're doing and they just need to hear a little bit of confirmation or the spirit world have a vested interest in where that person's going. And this is an opportunity to say, you know, this opportunity is here. You might want to think about taking it. Very good. And yes. our loved ones are, the spirit world is very much a real world and they're oh. living people. And I've always heard you say you really stand, you're on the side of the spirit person. Yes. And that has a lot of integrity with me because they are alive. Yeah. Um, how can I put it? We stand in a place in what we call that power. Um, and we can't demand. Uh, Dennis Bradley said it, I think it was 1923, we cannot prescribe the spirit world. We stand in that power and we just say, is there anyone that wish to come forward? Uh, and if they do, they step into that power. And we, those feelings uh, emanated through that power, through our soul to the mind. Um, and we just build and we work with it. But it's their story, their evidence. Um, somebody said to me the other day, well, what, do you, what, what would you say was good evidence? And I, I said, well, there's many different, you have to ask the recipient, which is if it's good evidence, because at the end of the day, it's personal to them. And, and a good contact should be evidential and emotional. They, they, they should, the two should be in there um, because you, then you, if we look at how mediums work, Claire sentiently, clairvoyantly and clairaudiently and other facilities as well, um, the dominant one that should be in there is the clairsentience feeling all the time 
where does this take me? How does this go together? What are they trying to tell me? Um, so it's not questioning with the mind. It's actually questioning through the soul. How does this make me feel? And it's all those emotive feelings and directions that lead you in building up that power um, to the pictures, to the audience. And, and it should be, an, once we're in that power properly, it should be effortless to um, what transpires and how it goes and everything else. And so you're like a painter with um, a canvas in front of you and you're painting your hand until it happens. You don't know what you're going to paint. You do not know what's going to come. Your job is to be out of the way and just let the spirit world impress upon the mind because that's what mental mediumship is. And you just paint. Uh, and we need to be our own artist in a way um, that paint picks up that canvas with the brushes and, and paints just as we're inspired to. So, yes. Are you ready to pick up your brushes? <laughs> and we can bring our mystery guest in. And I'm not, I know I'm not. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may never be ready, but, but we'll, we'll go. We being in the power is very important for us. Yes. We we advocate that, and we tell all our students. So if we do that, we could. I don't know. Could you maybe do your, your best thing and talk? <laughs> I can talk. Sure, I can. And then we'll then we'll ask uh, our friend to come in the room. But I do ask, too, that you've never met this gentleman before. He hasn't met you. And yeah. let's just assume he, he's never had an evidential reading. So I just ask you, you would explain, do you just say yes or no? Do you give, ask them to give you information, all of that? So um, I'll just have you guys give me a wave when you're ready. So here I am taking the floor. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really excited and passionate about this because evidential mediumship to me really is one of the things that has me know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the afterlife is real, that our loved ones are, are around. I've seen plenty of demonstrations and even if my people haven't come through, it really doesn't matter because I can see the soul of the person in the audience getting touched. And I have a commitment to the globe, to people living on earth, that people are interested in evidential mediumship, people that uh, might be their soul's calling, but also so we know what to expect and people can get that comfort. So uh, I see you smiling, Carrie. Have I given, given the nod? Right. Good evening, stroke afternoon, and maybe even morning for some. Brian? Ah. <laughs> I'll meet Brian. I'm going to go on mute, and I'm just going to be okay. eavesdropping on, a, on your reading. Okay, so all Phil and I really need from you, um, I'll be sort of starting the contact um, and then if Phil's got anything from your loved ones as well, you'll be joining too. But all we need from you is yes and no. If you can't understand anything, then please say that you can't understand. But And don't worry about that. But yes and no really helps us because it helps us find out where we're not doing the best for your loved ones. Okay. Okay? What are you going to say? No, no, nothing's fine. It's on the main screen, so that's fine. <laughs> okay. So um, as I, I sitting with the spirit world there, I was aware of a lady coming in, and I actually feel that this would be mum. So you would understand mum in the spirit world? No. Yep, I knew this was going to start off well, because I know this lady would... Um, would you understand that you've got a lady in the spirit world who had a great deal in terms of your upbringing? 
Yes. Yeah, because she feels like mum. Mm-hmm. If she's not mum, then the emotional connection with you is because she's saying that, well, it, she's taken almost um, responsibility for bringing you up and giving you the morals. And I feel like she would have had really strong morals, but I feel that this is almost part of her culture as well, to the strong values and strong morals to do with the way that she was brought up as well. Yes, that makes sense. I really want to say that there is, she's got quite an, I know you're in America, but she's got quite a strong accent here as well. Because as I hear her, um, um, oh, her personality as well, she was quite um, an easygoing lady. But having said that, I want to say that nobody would have really got in the way of her and what she really cared about if she had her mindset to it and I know that this carried through into how she perceived her family matters as well so I know she managed and she's actually given me the feeling of managed her family <laughs> the way she felt she needed to she's not she might have been the matriarch but she says she managed things everybody knew what was expected and to date still she's telling me that the family still respect that um doing what what um this you're grandmother would want done and it still has an influence oh granny wouldn't like that or grandmother wouldn't like that because I know she still has that strong influence and I know she still has a strong influence on her wider family but she gives me the the impression that part of her family is not all in this part of her family is not in the states part of her family is um in another country not that I'm aware of can you understand that, really? Because I get a real sense that she has lineage. She has, um, uh, she's given me the impression that she take, if that is not correct then, then she gives me the impression that she would be taking from old values because she's saying she relates to family that is not American. Hmm, okay. Is that a yes or a no? I, I, don't, I don't understand that now. Okay. Can I put it a different way then? Would mm-hmm. you, you would be able to understand how she didn't necessarily agree with how the family had developed and grown? Because I know she says, sees how there has been a slight shift in her family in terms of cohesiveness. Uh, yes, I think possibly, yes. Because I want to be saying, if I can't put a different part of her family in a different country, I need to put a part of her family they may as well be in a different country. Because I feel that there's quite a, a split there. Yeah, there could be. Could be? Hmm. So is, do you understand that or am I, do you not? Um, not that I'm aware of. Okay, so that would be a no. Yeah. Um, would you understand the name it's not, it sounds like Jewel or uh, it's not Julie but because I want that name here okay do you understand Julie or Jewel here no Ooh. A 
I'm going to go with this. Let's just see where this goes in. Would you understand somebody in the spirit world that would feel also would also feel like a sister? A sister to me? Um, no. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I'm not in a pair, that's for sure. Your grandmother, I've just double checked with her, your grandmother is pretty clear on mm -hmm. the fact that she feels the family is not the way it needs to be. And I know it's her opinion. I know you've said no, and I would really appreciate if it's no for you said no again. But she gives me the impression that there is families in her family in different places and that there's not the right communication or there's a misunderstanding or there is a something that's getting in the way because she's adamant about it. I that's, can't it. that's very possible. My family does not communicate that well. So there could be things going on that I don't know about. Because if she were here, I get a sense that she would have everybody in the room. That's, because I have yeah. a real sense that she would not have done this type of thing or she very rarely even wanted to do the phone she would have but she had her family in one space I know that in her community she would have been very much the hub as well she was mm -hmm. well respected in her community and I don't just feel she's respected in terms of for the person she was I actually feel that she was respected because she had a voice for the community as well Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel like there. I'm not saying she was championing for for others there, but I know she did not like seeing anybody being the underdog. Yes. Yes. And I know too. Your grandmother gives me the impression that she would have actually gone out and looked after. That's the wrong word. Gone out and spent time with those less fortunate. Yes. Because she gives it your, the church was important to your grandmother as well. Yes. Because I see her going into the church and then coming out of the church and giving food or blankets or whatever was needed to those that were far less fortunate than her. Yes. She gives me the, the impression that she also included you in this. So you would know that this was happening. You must have saw her doing this. Yes. Because she says that was those moments that she was able to share her values with you were profoundly important for her mm -hmm. because I know you didn't necessarily feel the same about her church but you really valued where she came from because you knew it was a good place mm -hmm. yes She's singing away here as well so she must have sung with the choir or had singing in the church because um it is coming from her belly. She's sung from her belly. <laughs> but I want to say she is. She was, she was passionate about her faith, about her God, about her church. She was absolutely passionate. Yes. And she felt blessed. I know that she had illnesses that she didn't tell everybody about. Yes. But even though she had illnesses, I know she felt blessed. Because I get a really good sense here that regardless of what happened, she would all she would have, use this phrase, um, 
um, between my God and me, I'm the only one that would really know what my life's purpose is because she felt blessed regardless of what came. Knock after knock after knock. She hmm. had to endure. She's talking about having to live through the passings of people that were very, very close to her. Mm-hmm. The younger than her as well. Mm-hmm. This isn't people of her own age. And she had to endure that. And yet she still felt blessed. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a true gift because I can feel feel that within her soul. And she shared that with you. You have, I know from her, she tells me, I, I don't know what you're feeling just yet, but I know she tells me you have that feeling of being blessed because she said, uh, she tells me that that you, you are of her. Mm-hmm. You have that from her. Yes. I know she's telling me. Now, this is where, for anybody watching this communication, we need to be very clear because this is where it could be perceived as psychic, and I haven't shifted to the psychic. But she's telling me that this very morning you were having a conversation um, with (laughs) that invisible world, and you were asking them a very specific question because you have a very important decision coming up. Yes. So I don't know what the decision is because I'm not in with you yet, but mm-hmm. I know your grandmother tells me she heard you. Mm-hmm. She saw you drop whatever you dropped in that moment this morning too, and she was in the room with you. It's her way of letting you know that. I also know your grandmother was very vocal in terms of right and wrong. Yes. And she right now she feels, um, she sees a situation where you have been wronged. Hmm. Again, I can't feel into it because I need to switch the psychic to come into mm-hmm. you. But she feels that you have been wronged. But she is saying that your upbringing from her really allows you to take on her moral attributes and take. The, she's saying, take the high road, take the higher road. Okay. Yeah. Um, your grandmother was. I'm not going to say that she could knit or sew because all grandmothers could in a sense, but she had a very specific recipe that she made at the church as well. But she made it, it feels like a kind of stew and it feels like it's got vegetables in it that I might not even know about. Would you know of that? Could be, yes. It feels like a stew and it feels like I've got some pretty... um, it's not carrots, onions, potatoes, leeks. It's not that. It's it's more exquisite. I, I've not got the words because I don't use my brain when I work like this. Um, I the um, it's got very unique vegetables in it, and there's a particular spice that goes in this as well. And it's a, if you can ask about this, then I don't like leaving things with you because. Mm-hmm. But it might well be you can find this afterwards that there's a specific spice and a specific meat that goes mm-hmm. in, and someday maybe it's your mother. There's a lady in your family knows about this recipe that's been passed down because okay. she knows about this because whoever is here has changed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> your grandmother said it always had to be this way, but somebody's taken a shortcut and they have changed it. So you can just let me know if that's. If you can find that out. Yeah, yeah. Your grandmother, I know she had her um, illness, but I know there was an there was an illness within her that wasn't picked up until the very, very end. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because she said, I 
kept it, she was that kind. I kept it within me because it was on the death certificate and it wasn't necessarily known as she was coming to end of life. Okay. And I know too that she gives me um, more information about her end of life. There were people that didn't make it to her that she um, knows that that sits with them quite heavy. Yes. Before she passed. And really it doesn't really matter because she was not really present anyway. It Mm -hmm. wouldn't have mattered. You had a visitation from your grandmother very shortly after she passed. Um, I don't recall that. Do you recall? I can't change that. Mm -hmm. So if it's not you, there must be somebody who said that they had a visitation from your grandmother very shortly after she passed. But you must have had a sense of when she was going to pass, though. Yes, I did. Because she's telling me she knew, she kept looking at the clock. You would have noticed as she was getting into that place of being able to, ready for transitioning. You were somebody very close. You would have noticed her watching the clock. Okay, yes. When her time was, and you had a sense of that as well. And so she had, it's her way of saying that she acknowledges that was taking place. But I also want to be saying that there was a specific clock in her house that chimed on the hour. And I don't feel it's a grandfather or a grandmother clock, but I feel there's a specific clock in your grandmother's house that it would have chimed or made a noise every hour. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Okay. Do you recall being in your grandmother's house and when you walked in the door, there would have been straight ahead of you some sort of mantelpiece or some sort of fireplace? Um. I don't recall because I was very little when she moved out of her house. Then unfortunately, anybody watching this isn't going to get to see that, see whether this is true or not. But I get the strong impression that your grandmother's telling me and showing me that as you walk in your grandmother's living room or lounge um, straight ahead, there's a mantelpiece or some sort of um, fireplace. And on top of that is a clock that chimes on the hour. And yeah. I would be surprised if it's still with somebody just now, but it doesn't work. That does sound familiar, but I, I was about seven, so I don't remember. Yeah. Anything to add? Um, I've got to be honest, I'm not linking to the grandmother um, whatsoever. Um, I've got, I'm aware of something, but I'm completely going to go blind here, Brian. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, would I be correct in saying that you're wanting somebody else to come forward? There's somebody else you're hoping for. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, bear with me one second, because I, I am going to be working because I wasn't prepared to do this or anything. So this is different. Um, but I also know that there would have been something about passing very, very quickly. And it, it's almost where I want to say either the life was taken far quicker than should have been, if that makes sense to you as well. Yes. Um, I also know that you're still talking to them and everything you, um, through your daily life and everything here as well. Understand? Um, I really Okay, um, again here, um, even though this is the bit where I, I'm not happy because I'm going in cold. I, I See, I'm very much a control freak, okay, um, so I need to understand things. But it also feels here that it's either a child or, or would that make sense to you? Yes. 
Okay. Um, because again, here I'm not, but I, th this is the bit I'm struggling with, and I've got to be honest. Um, it just feels here um, where either they weren't the best of speakers, they kept themselves to themselves, they were quite quiet as well. No. Okay. All right. Let me, then, hang on a second, because when we go in, what should happen is we should have the relationship, we should have absolutely everything and i know that's not taking place with me right now okay um that's fine so i'm gonna to have to just go with this a little bit um would i be right in saying it's your son that is in the spirit world no oh, then i'm completely wrong then so i know here i'm not connecting how i should be um but there's just something i want to work on here um um, then bear with me one second mm -hmm. um, see what I like is to be told who it is and everything else uh, and that's not happening mm -hmm. uh, but I know um, I need to just work here for a second was I right when I said it was really quick though yes absolutely because I know here within the mind, just as I'm blending, I know there's that information is not coming forward how I would like. Um, so I know it's not just quick. I know it's a shock to them uh, as well. Yes. Um, but uh, again, here, um, it, it, ah, I know that's better. Um, and where I said son, I don't, I don't want to. Bear with me. I want to go with daughter, if that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Um, and I know here she was extremely popular as well. Uh, and I know that she was loved by everyone. And it's almost like a, a panic, a, a real tragedy where all the friends come together around her. Understand? Absolutely. Um, and again, it's almost like there's nothing that can be done. Um, that there's. Um, just settle down with me just a second. It's almost like nothing could be done to, to save her. Would you understand? Absolutely, yes. Uh, and would you understand with your daughter as well that her appearance was had to be, um, she had to, it was a massive thing to her. Would you understand? Yes, absolutely, and, yes. And again here, and particularly that her had to be right and everything else. Mm-hmm. Understand? Um, but again here, um, um you must still have um, photographs on your phone as well of her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and again here, um, it, it just feels that you've said to her before this reading, if you can, can you come through, if you understand. But I know here, um, you still not just got uh, pictures, you've still got um, voicemails, you've still got text messages from her as well. Understand? Mm, yeah. mm -hmm. And again, yeah, um, um, would I be right in saying that you still kept her room as it was as well? It is still the same, yes. Um, and again, I know you go in there, sometimes you sit on the bed, you smell the clothes and everything else. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I also know as well, you have a collection of photographs together that you keep together and that's where you sit and you talk to her as well. Yes. Good, um, because I know it's just what she keeps on putting within my mind here uh, as well. But I feel here she either didn't feel um, finish her education as well, um, and I know there's something about um, trying to achieve higher honours or higher awards. Would that make sense to you as well? Yes. Because I know here it, it's almost like I didn't get to where what was expected, but I also feel here um, that people didn't just expect, they knew that she was going to achieve. Absolutely, yes. Because, again, it, it feels like uh, there was talk of going to be honours and different things as well. Mm -hmm. 
okay that's fine um but i also know that the school that she was in there must have been either um pictures put up on the wall and stuff in memory as well for her uh, and people her friends would come and tag things on there as well yeah there's a memorial for her and there's a memorial for her in the high school because uh, i know it's just that way but i actually want to say there's been talk of either doing something a bit bigger at the school to actually honor her as well almost like name part of um sport courts or or, or, or sport activities but i know they're going to name some do you understand that yeah yeah because i know here um but would i be right in saying she was part of sports teams as well yes because again i'm not sure if it's either netball or something but i know here um it, it's that kind of thing but i want to say i'm going on to um i know it's a different terminology in the us to the uk it's almost like i'm going to state finals or, or i want to be achieving in that as well wow yeah okay yeah. Uh, and again and I'm, there must be collections of trophies as well that you still have with with her that you still show off uh, as well and i know that there's one of them a little small one you're always playing with and turning it round as well because she says dad um it's me that keeps on moving it because you've been asking for signs from her and these are the little things she's doing it as well and i also know as um um i think you were quite a strict father with her as well weren't you very protective of her um in the yes. sense of um, mm -hmm. no boys before she's 30 otherwise i'm coming out with a shotgun and everything else uh, yeah teasing you and laughing and it also feels that where she was personality wise i know she was a very young and attractive young girl um, but i know you would have either said you're going to go out wearing that it's almost like that do you understand yes absolutely mm -hmm. because again here but also um i'm smelling that strong perfume and um, so i know she would have liked the, the stronger scents as well but yes. i also feel that it's either somebody still squirting that perfume uh, as well in yes the Mm -hmm. That's yeah. still being used uh, uh, as well. Um, mm -hmm. Would I be right in saying that you took a, a, a cutting of a hair as well? Um, that's come up before, but um, I think I know what that is. Okay, um, yeah. bear with me. Um, I don't like it when people say that, that they've been told things that we need to sort this out. Would I be right in saying that you went to see your daughter laid out after yes. she come? Mm -hmm. And I want you to understand where you run your fingers through her hair as well uh, and straightened it and everything. And I also know that you gave her a kiss on the face as well. Yes. Okay. But I also know you put your hand on her hand as well. Um, and, and you didn't say goodbyes. You just said night-night when you, you give her that kiss. You asked her to keep a promise as well. She's just told me um, to let you know that she's fine and well in the spirit world. You want to know who she is because you've got all these hundred questions. And I know there's still a lot of grief attached here where she's concerned. Mm -hmm. But I also feel uh, uh, as well, um, bear with me, there's something I've, I've gone, I've missed, and she's just pulled me back here. Um, that, that's fine. Um, you made a promise to her as well to make her approach, she's just said, and she says you're doing everything just so as well. Would you understand where you've had photographs blown up as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I want to say it's almost like the favourite photograph that catches just her face uh, and it, you capture your eyes, absolutely everything, and it's one of those photographs, wherever you walk, it follows you uh, as well. Um, and I know here she's got a terrific sense of humour. She would tease you as well, wouldn't she? 
Absolutely. Yeah, and I wish I could show you the picture you're talking about. Don't, don't, don't show me anything, okay? Um, because I know here um, it's just this sense of I want to tease you a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and I know she, she, she the words that I'm hearing is that picture, it's almost like as it follows you, it's, she's teasing, saying I'm haunting you from the spirit world, but I know that's just a sense of humour. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know you've heard a whisper and you thought it was her voice as well since she's passed. Mm-hmm, and I yes. know it was very gentle because she says, Dad, I'm doing everything to tell you I'm fine myself. Um, um, and again here, you must have, um, um, let me just see here. You've, would it be right in saying you've had a tattoo done with her name or something as well? Yes. Because again here, she says, you've scared yourself with me sort of thing. Again, she's teasing you uh, as well. Yes. Um, but I know here where I go to the, the, the phone with the picture on, you keep her picture as the phone server as well, the screen server? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I know, um, would it be right in saying you had a nickname for her like princess or something as well? Yes. Because again, here all I kept hearing was the the, the princess and and everything else. But again, it, it's almost were. Um, and would it be right in saying she liked to dance as well? Yes, absolutely. Because again, it, it just feels here. But I'm not just talking mucking around. I feel she actually could dance to a like a professional level or semi-professional level. She had all the moves and everything else here uh, as well. But there must have been something you shared with her where you actually sung with her at times as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because again, uh, and if I said, and, and, and I wish I could remember what it's called, you know the dance where it's like, I'm going to do that. I can't believe I'm doing this on actual airs. Do you understand where she would have done a daft dance with you as well and you both imitated each other? Yes. And, and I know here this would have been throughout her life and I know there should be videos of her and you at family get-togethers and parties and everything. And I know when she was young, you would sit her on your shoulders and walk with her as well. But I know this would have been outside. And it's almost like I want to go to either Pine Lake or Pine Woods or Pine Forest where we would have done this. Understand? Yes. Because, again, here, but there must be memories where you took her out as well, like on a little rowing boat or a little yacht as well Mm -hmm. on a lake. Um, Yes. she's taking me out there uh, and I also know it's almost like a favorite place you used to go with her and there used to be either a bench just in front of the water where we watched the boats we watched everything go by uh, as well and if I'm right here as well you've gone back there you've sat on that bench and you've poured your heart out to her as well mm-hmm. yes uh, and I know this is going to be broadcast out live here, okay? But I actually feel, um, because we both have children in the spirit world ourselves, we know what it's like to feel that we no no longer want to be part of life. That's the politest way I can put it. Understand? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. As I know here uh, as well. Really? Um, uh, do you understand that the, the, the um, vehicle you drive, you have something hanging either on your mirror or, or um, vi- some visor of her as well? I do, yes. It's almost like I want to kiss it and just touch it, and she wants you to know she watches you doing it. It's almost like a picture of that makes sense you have of her. And again, she says, um, you can sing quite well as well, because I know she watches you sing. Mm. Um 
But again, um, she, I think she's teasing you here. Would you understand where you're involved in music as well? Um, yes. Because she says, even though you can sing, she's teasing you again and said, don't pack in your day job. But I feel she's been exactly um, sarcastic and humorous about no. that music and, no. and everything here. But there must be a song wrote that, or you've wrote for her as well. I haven't written a song now. You sure? No. Positive? Not a song, no. But I know there's something here you've done. You must have wrote a letter or wrote something down. I've written millions of words, but not, not a song. Because I know here, I knew you weren't telling, she just said he's not being honest here. There's something you've written well, down. I've literally not, written millions of words, but not, yeah. not a song. But I know there's a song in there as well, because I know mm -hmm. there's some kind of harmony, the way that she's doing it as well mm. with me. Uh, and again, I want to say she's the life and soul of the party. She really is the live wire. She really is the one that has this infectious presence about her that wants everybody to um, be joyful and everything. Where you live right now, I know you've got the green screen behind you, but would I be right in saying there's a tree in front of your property as well? Yes, there is. Uh, and that tree leans as well? Uh, yes. Because she says here, um, you, you were that protective father because when she was being picked up or whichever, or going out, she'd stand there waiting to be collected and you always watched her. Um, she didn't actually go on any dates. She was too young. I'm not saying she went on dates, but I know okay. there's something about standing by the tree and you always watched her. And oh, everything. yeah, sure, yeah. And I also know as well, um, that's fine. And where you live as well, would it be right in saying that there's um, either trees or woods in front as well? It's not just one tree. Across the way, there's either a, a parkland or something as well. Yes, yes, behind, yes. Ah, that's fine, because I know here it's almost like I want to go walking. I want to go walking through the woods and different things with her mm -hmm. uh, as well. Um, and, and I know that it's almost like wherever you go, Dad, now, I'm with you all the time there's, there's a sense of you and her being thicker than thieves uh, and very mm. much were um i now understand why i got son instead of daughter you did everything together you, you teased each other you wound each other up you yeah. went to watch together you did everything together uh, and, and and i want to say even though she's now growing up in the spirit world, if she ever did go out with a boy or anything, you would have been there chaperoning and everything else because um, she keeps on just saying to me, Dad, Dad. So, uh, again, here, we, you, you had that relationship where you embarrassed her a little bit, but in a good teasing way. Yeah. And it, it, it's almost where she she's still larger than life. She's still very much here living. Mm -hmm. And it's this real essence uh, and she also says she's been looked after by grandmother as well. So there's a real sense here of being cared for in the spirit world still um, uh, as well. Um, there's just one more thing before she's moving away. Um, thank you. Would it be right in saying she kept a diary as well? Yes. And you've read the diary as well? Mm-hmm. Because she says, Dad, you weren't meant to. So, I, again, here she's teasing you. But I know you've kept that and you've kept that in your bedroom as well, don't you? Um, I'm not sure where it is, but, yeah. But I know, or, or let me, because she keeps on putting it in the clothes drawer, in one of the drawers with the clothes uh, as well. Um, but I know when you read it, you would have gone to bed and kept it in the bedroom with you. And I know it, it's there uh, as well. 
Um, she's just also saying she has tried to come around you. So I know when you've been sleeping, you've walked very suddenly, and I feel it was around about three o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. early hours, and it's almost like you were aware of the presence. I know it was her, and I know you felt the bed being touched as well. So again, here, um, there's a real sense of her presence wanting to come forward naturally to let you know. Um, it wouldn't surprise me in the future if she gets confused with mediums being your wife because I know she's extremely close, extremely close to you. I'm not saying there's anything untoward, please don't think that, mm -hmm. but I know she's extremely close. She confided in you. She um, sought your counsel. She always asked your advice. You didn't always have to speak at a single look from you, she says, and I knew exactly how you felt as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know privately when you went to see her laid out, you also told her that part of your heart's gone to the spirit world with her as well. Oh, yeah. Said you will never love like that again. Yeah. I know here um, she was repeating your words uh, as well. Um, that's fine. One last thing. There must be a wristwatch you have and you've thought about having words engraved on the back of it as well to do with your daughter. Um, I don't have a wristwatch now. But the, if it's not a wristwatch, there's a bracelet or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then if I've got it the wrong way around, with your daughter, she must have had a bracelet you gave her that was engraved on the back? Yes. That's fine, because I know here, I wasn't going to let go of it. I knew I'd done yeah. something wrong, but yeah. we have to into it but she loves you very very much bear with me one second she just wants to clear something up would it i'd be right in saying other family members have said they've either had contacts from other mediums or contact direct from her would that absolutely yeah okay? because she says dad i tried my best and there were some things that were completely way out but I know they couldn't perceive things properly, she's just said. But I know here um, she wants to save the best to last. I can't promise you this, but she's saying she's going to, because I know you want this, you want to see her one last time. She's just said to me, I will try my hardest to get to do this as well. You've heard my voice. I want you to see me, Dad. So I know mm. here. Yeah. Um, um, that's fine. She didn't. She used to kiss you on your forehead as well. She's just said, because mm -hmm. yeah, she's just said as she goes, I'm going to put that kiss there for you and say thank you for allowing me to do that. Um, she's actually thanking grandmother as well for building her up because she wasn't able to come directly in. Um, so I understand now why I had to work in a blind way to for her to come in. Mm -hmm. um, but I hope you feel her as well as understand the information and I want to leave her pride and and she's just said to me you're the best dad ever as well and I know she used to call, say to you you're the best daddy I know she used to say that she says you're the best daddy the best dad ever I'm going to leave her love and emotion with you because I'm not going to cry on screen so there we go <laughs> okay thank you, so, thank you yeah. for allowing us to do that yeah thanks you're not going to cry on screen but I did. 
Can we do just a brief for a few minutes? Um, Brian, are you, how are you? Yeah, I gotta say, um, it was just coming so fast. I can't remember all the validations to, to go back through it, but, um, Oh, that's right. It's all recorded. Yeah, Shana, uh, she was the, or is, you know, the life of the party and everything. And you talked about, you know, her sports, she played volleyball and basketball at a national level. So the week before she passed away, she actually went to the national finals for volleyball. Um, she, there's a memorial. She was only a freshman. And so she never went to here. We have a freshman building and a regular building. So she never went to the main building, but the volleyball team put a memorial up for her in the, in the main building. So her, there's a picture of bracelets that they had made for her with her name on it. Uh, the team did. And that picture is in the hallway, but they're also working on a large memorial for all the kids at the high school that have passed. And my wife is working on the, on the uh, committee that's putting that together. So that's, that's in Shana's name, you know, also. So you really, um, you know, her personality, you know, really came through and, and it was amazing. Thank you, Brian, for being willing to be part of this experiment and Shana as well, because this idea came to me and I, I didn't, I don't think it's my idea for one second. I just think this needed to happen. And um, by you being a sitter and Carrie and Phil doing the demonstration, it just, I think it will help others who may never even ever have a evidential mediumship reading to know that their loved ones are very, very much alive. One other thing I do want to say, because I think this was really amazing too. You talked about pictures and of course there's pictures of her all over the house. They're on my, or my phone. Cause she'd always change my, my lock screen on my phone. So I would put a picture of her and her sister on it and she puts her own face on it. So it's, it's still here, you know, four years later, but there's a picture we have blown up that's in our, in our foyer. So when I walk out of my bedroom every morning, that's the first thing I see. And it's a, it's a big canvas picture of her. So that was pretty amazing too. And beautiful. Carrie and Phil, thank you. You're, You're absolutely welcome. welcome. Absolutely welcome. We, we, every sitting we do is an experiment. We never know it's going to work. Um, even where I said to Kerry right at the start, I have no connection to the spirit world. Um, we do make mistakes. I did make mistakes in it. Um, but once we get in that power understanding, that's when it becomes clearer to us sort of thing. So, um, But no, it, it's it, Kerry always says this, it's always a privilege to be part of the contact because we get to become the family and, and, and get to know the family of, of the people we're reading. And, and for us, it's a real honour um, and a pleasure, isn't it, to, to do it? Carrie and Phil, you'll be pleased to know that Brian is one of the organizers for Helping Parents Heal online group, as well as running, he and his wife run the Cincinnati chapter of Helping Parents Heal. Wow. So I'm glad you never told us that, Brian, before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I didn't say anything. I, I didn't want you to know each other. This is all just to keep it with integrity. Yeah. And it just it's important what everybody's doing. I mean, we're all coming from the same place of wanting to share this very important information to help everybody heal. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. It's um, there's some that the words came in my mind, but they've gone. Um, the it's so important that we we do the best that we possibly can because it is that healing that we try to work towards and it's having the right intention um 
we mentioned it about before about mediums not having that education it's not just the education it's the intention um it's about serving the spirit world serving that healing that's needed to be done that's what the thing is we're not infallible yes we make mistakes but it's our intention as soon as we learn that as soon as we lose that should i say um then we become like everybody else and that that's what we don't want to do we have big aspirations not egotistically to serve the spirit world that that we want to be the best that we possibly can be um and, and we're still sitting developing learning um, and there's always something new that we're looking at and um, so to be part of an experiment like this that's recorded and live it is fantastic um but just to point out that every sitting we do is like this we, we don't know everyone that comes we have regular people and everything else and we always say to them you know what you like you've read you something we know who's in the spirit world it gets harder because we say we don't want to repeat the information so again it, 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 it's always a challenge yeah. i don't know if you want to if the, I think the intention is vitally important. I know there's a lot of pioneers of spiritualism within the UK and around the world that have very strong um, backgrounds and, and um, stories to tell, but there's a real risk that we could lose evidential mediumship. And I know that a, a very um, special lady who's in the spirit world now, who is dominant within spiritualism, said that if mediumship doesn't um, get taken if spiritualism doesn't get taken seriously before the end of the 20th century then it will become entertainment and there's a real risk that it becomes entertainment but what we've just experienced there and um, I love watching Phil work I absolutely love watching him work and seeing what we've experienced there how on earth can we make somebody's child entertainment I just don't get it. I don't understand that it. it goes against everything that we're about. The integrity, the essence of the, the communicator, the love, the respect, the compassion, all needs to be there. The minute we make that about entertainment, we've got people who say, oh, that was lovely, it was really entertaining. And they'll say, I can assure you that was not our intention. Because it is about giving those that are no longer in the physical world a voice. And yes, there are people out there that can do a job, that can demonstrate on behalf of the spirit world and get some information across there. And it is an experiment. We have off nights and one can be perceived better than the other compared to, well, they had a good night last night and they weren't very good the night before. But it's... We're individual people and we're the, the people in the spirit world are individual. So put that all into a mixing pot. And then you've got the reason why we call it experimental. Every contact is. But let's keep evidential mediumship where every single medium around the globe is heading towards. Vitally important. Let's be clear that, yes, psychic readings there is a place for but there's real grief out there. There's sorrow, there's grief, there's loss, there's hurt. And I'm not saying a reading can um, replace or take away the grief because we've actually refused to do readings for people because it's not time. What they actually need is just to talk. Yeah. That's... And we don't charge normally for those short chats. They just need to talk. Yeah. And that's vitally important. And it's almost more important than a private sitting. Private sitting will not give you a shortcut. 
to working your way through the ocean depths of grief. Just won't do it. I um, learned the hard way on that. Um, reading over a decade ago, probably one of the best evidential readings I've ever done. Full name, full address, you name it, everything. Um, and I always remember how the contact started and I said to the lady, I said, uh, are you sure you want to have this reading done? And she went, yes. Why are you asking? And I said, because you went to see your priest this morning and asked permission and he said no. And um, it, it just carried on like that all the way through. Um, and at the end of it, um, I heard the person who worked with me um, just say, now you're going to get it. And I thought, oh, don't understand that. And for the next 20 minutes, this lady tore strips off me. I completely shattered her faith, her religion, absolutely everything, because her priest said that this did not exist. Um, and I took it really badly. It really hit me. Um, then it was a few weeks later, I got an email and, and she said, come with me up. And I was very reluctant to because the really harsh work. Um, and I got the biggest apology of my life. But it taught me a lesson. Um, always be very wary of um, the contacts because when somebody's grieving the medium can do as much harm as good so we have to be very very responsible in what and that's where we've got to be aware of what the need is if the need is to try and find a way through the horror of grief then let's be sensitive enough to know that a chat sometimes is enough in that moment it's not about giving the best reading it's about giving the recipient that loved one just whatever they need in that moment. And you have a code of ethics, and I think it's one that's worth sharing. I mean, even there are times that you might not get any information, and you don't charge. You just simply say, I may not be the one for you. I mean, that that's happened, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It happened at both We Don't Die events where we were doing private sittings, and we said, I'm really sorry for whatever reason. I'm not the medium for you today. So we'll do readings and they'll not work. And then we'll think um, you're particularly um, stubborn enough to say, I want to know what went, what went wrong. If your loved one's willing to work with me again, can we do this again? Yeah, absolutely. To find out what it is, because we learn as mediums. But at the We Don't Die events, we were doing private sittings. And then your sitter came to me and my sitter went to you and it happened. So the spirit world are intellectual enough to know who they want to work with. We might have just mucked it up by saying, well, well, I'll take that person and you go with that person. Whereas our gut instinct might have said, actually, how about we do it the other way? They know best. We don't claim to know that at all. And sometimes a private sitting isn't what they need at all. Mm. I've got, okay, I've got yeah, sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Phil. I'm going to be really honest. I almost said no to Brian tonight because I, I almost thought to myself, not sure I can do this because I didn't feel the spirit world. And when Kerry looked, then I felt a real need from the spirit world. I thought, okay, I'll go with mm -hmm. this. Um, so we've got to go with it, okay? So I wasn't in the power, but I felt the need of the spirit world. And I thought, okay, you know and what? And there I'll is the need both sides. Yes. Sometimes there'll be no need here. Um, so, for instance, uh, I can give a contact from somebody and the person, it can be great evidence. I mean, I, and I'm wondering why the person isn't responsive or receptive. The need's not there. Mm. We, we've got people that go to Sunday spiritualist services every single Sunday 
And so the need's not there for them. They believe in the spirit world. And so we could be giving it what we perceive to be evidential mediumship and it's met with and. And it's not them being disrespectful. It's just the need isn't there. Whereas if the need is that side of life to say, I'm really sorry, or for grandmother to reach out to a grandson she's never had a contact with for a long time to prepare the space, the need, who are we to, to question what happened this evening? What we know is there's a need this side and a need that side. And if we get in the way of that then, or if anybody else gets in the way of it, then... That's absolutely correct. There's a need on both sides here and in the spirit world, and that need takes precedence. Um, we hear mediums say, oh, I'm going to that person there, I'm going into your vibration. I cringe because I'm thinking there's no need. We should be with the spirit world. The spirit world take us to who we go to. Mm -hmm. And that information of their life, their story, is so important. But to get across to everybody that the spirit world should come first before we go to the recipient today. It's really important we educate people out there, mediums out there, to work in the correct manner and way, because otherwise we will be working psychically if we do not get the spirit world first. It's all about the recipient, mm -hmm. and that's how they can tell if the, the so-called mm -hmm. medium's extracting mm -hmm. the information from the recipient and not the spirit world. Mm -hmm. so. well, my, my question is kind of two-part is, um, we care about the sitter for sure. If the spirit person shows you something really disturbing, is it a responsibility of yours to put it in a gentle way? Or even when you're doing a demonstration, um, you, you have to use your mind about like how things are going to be shared. And then the other part of that also was, is I've seen mediums diagnose people. No. And if you could just touch on those two things. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, you do. Okay, I might do it slightly more polite than Phil will. Um, <laughs> so the first point was, um, what was your first point? Because I got caught up. In if, if, it, if it's a delicate subject okay. or if you see something okay. traumatic. So early mediums in training will say this phrase. I give what I get. Now, I'm not popular all the time. I sometimes it a little bit controversial because we have to move past that. We have to be able to move past that. Phil and I have both, and some of your listeners might also, we've done some um, really harrowing, we've seen some very harrowing passings. People being deep. Um, capitated, um, hit by trains, run over, jumping off bridges, um, murders, suicides, really painful deaths. What's the benefit of us saying that if we can see that just by saying death by suicide says it all? Now, if I get again the, the sense of asphyxiation or or chemicals in my body then I know the person wants to go further with that but it's enough to say death by suicide to go further and milk it it's about the medium and it's if it's not done tastefully and respectfully 
then um, then we can sense because inside each of us would go, oh, I'm not very sure about whether this feels okay. It feels a little bit too intimate. It was a little bit too private. Can I jump in very, very quickly? I've never known the spirit world given bad news, harrowing, awful information. Mm -hmm. It's never been done and I've worked for over two decades. Never, ever have I been told anything derogatory, horrible, nasty, bad news, bad events, nothing. And I've asked the spirit world about it. And my mum won't mind me sharing this. My mum was gravely ill um, in the last 12 months. And I said to the spirit world, is she going to pass? And I got the biggest telling off of the spirit world for even asking that question. And I got a real lecture saying, what benefit would that be? What's it going to do? And all the rest of it. Would it make you feel better? And actually, I thought afterwards that was one of the most stupidest questions I've ever asked this yeah. world. Mm -hmm. But they've never, the point I need to get across is never given me bad events, bad news or anything like that. What would be the point? If it can't be changed, why worry somebody? We know that some psychics would be saying, and I do say psychics, so I don't believe the spirit world would ever predetermine a passing. I just don't believe it will happen. So psychics, the only reason they will be able, they will want to give the date of a passing um, to come is one, they don't know any better, or two, they want to show off. See, I'm quite outspoken. Um, but there's no other reason, because if it can't be changed, why on earth would we want to know? Why on earth would we want to know? And I think there is, so... We don't always give what we get. Sometimes we do need to hold back. So if we say you would understand there was a traumatic passing involving a motorbike. And I, we've both said, come off a message and said, um, wow, I, I, I saw that scene and it was horrific. What benefit would there have been for me to share that with this? On a on a maybe from a from in a private sitting if there was benefit because it was a needing sitter, but from the platform I never would. It's just a little bit too personal. Mm. Okay. And your second question was diagnosing. Diagnosing. Absolutely. Um, in Britain, we are we work within um, a code of standards and ethics, and that is. It's determined by an organisation, whether you're affiliated to its good practice, and it's determined by an organisation called the Spiritualist National Union. And in terms of mediumship, as overseen and trained by that shortened down to the SNU, there are other spiritualist organisations around the world. We're just quoting one within Britain. They would never allow us to um, diagnose because it is around about predicting. If we if we diagnose, you're drinking water there, Sandra. Now, I've heard so many mediums say you need to drink more water. Now, for 80% of the population, that might be healthy. For the other 20%, it could kill them because of a medical issue. Um, we were in the States and we, we took in some demonstrations of mediumships and we heard people say that they had to go for a health check because their heart was playing up and they had to go for an MOT because their kidneys or their liver or their back or 
really, I don't believe the spirit world would give that. That's definitely psychic. And it's because the psychic sensing something within the sitter, but it can be done in a way that says, have you had a check recently? If not, well, it might be helpful to just get a once over. It's a lot nicer than saying you've got a heart condition. But also, this goes back right to the beginning about education. How are they working? What's taking place? What mechanism is taking place in that moment they're working? Because they might have an original contact with the spirit world, then all of a sudden their mind creeps into it and their subconscious comes in and it's the, the soul that brings something out about them and they say, oh, it's from the spirit world. It's not. Okay. And these are things we, we need to educate everybody to, the different levels of working with the spirit world, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and how that soul, I mean, we, we watched somebody not too long ago saying they were in trance, and, and they call it channeling and different things. Well, actually, if you get a medium that can blend with the spirit world, we can look at the state of consciousness and say, actually, they're above their own consciousness, they're in their own higher consciousness, still not with the spirit world but yet they're saying they're channeling the spirit when all the channeling that they're doing is themselves mm. and that's the thing we need to get out there to see what's taken us true trance is completely different, different and takes a long time to develop yeah. it properly it's dedication and when we're in that when we're in the power of our own higher consciousness or our own soul people will be writing fantastic words um they'll be writing poetry um and claim it's from the spirit world, but it's of their own soul. Our own souls are magnificent. Mm. They've got such a connection to God, and that's where the divine is. It's within us. It's our connection to God. We have an enormous source of divineness, if that's the word, mm. within us, that we can channel fantastic stuff, and it is channeling it's not trance. We're channeling our own intellect, our own soul, our own emotion, our own knowing, our own subconscious, super consciousness, but it's not of the spirit world. To know that you're in trance takes practice and it is getting out of the way so that the spirit world can come in. It's completely different and it takes many, many, many years. And to go into trance, to watch somebody go, you've seen Scott go into trance. He's been doing it however many decades, and it still takes him the period of three songs to fully get out of the way so that his team can come in. So these people who, oh, I'm going to be controversial again, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> should I stop? No, carry on. No. Um, who can go into trance within 10 seconds. Or, is, or a minute. It, it is possible, but the spirit world have got to want it, and they've got to sit with the spirit world such a long time to develop it. Just to be a decent trans medium, you're looking at seven to ten years to develop yeah. it to that real deepened state, past the level of awareness, past the inspiration of the soul and the divine source, into that the spirit world to let them take control of the mind that has all the functions of the heart, all the organs that need to keep you alive, to control all that, then to use you to move you or to speak to you. It takes such a long, long time. And this is why sitting in the power is absolutely vital because it helps you come from what we call the everyday world where you talk.
where you're taught to work on facts and data and everything and your mum, dad, schools, uh, everything say keep the emotions out, they don't do you any good. You've got to switch all that off and go back to that feeling world, that inner senses and really build that up. And the more we do that, the more you fine tune like an instrument, if you will, that is able to see, that's able to hear, that's able to clearly get to those places and, and that trance altered state goes way past that as well and, and this is where the education has got to come in mm -hmm. of the different levels of altered states mm -hmm. different levels of consciousness different abilities and these abilities are all the same we've had the same name for years we don't have to put new mm -hmm. titles on them because if we look at automatic writing for instance we've noticed that a lot of people are saying they've got automatic writing Automatic writing means the medium is so out of the way that they do not know what they're writing. The spirit world come in and control the hand and the pen. Where the medium is aware of the words coming through, it's either inspired writing, and even then it could be from the spirit world or it could be from their own consciousness, which is channeling. And I think somewhere along the line, the difference between channeling and being a medium in trance has become confused. And I think it's the same within mental mediumship as well. Mm -hmm. um, somebody that's, that's psychic has an awareness of something, don't fully understand it, and say, no, it's from the spirit world. Well, actually, it's from the self. There's, there's a huge difference. And these are the things we've, that education we, we've got to get out there, but it's got to be done with the right intention, with the right um, genuineness to it sort of thing. And, and it's not just ourselves, Scott, and there's other people out there. We're all trying to do our bit in the world, in our place, to educate people, okay. not to be good, not to be clever, not to be recognised, but actually to help people, Absolutely. not just heal, but understand. And, and I know that in some degree, people don't always believe in certain types of education, but actually the forefront of education is to know what you're doing, to talk about what you're doing, but also at the end of a demonstration, somebody comes up to you and asks you a question, you know how to answer, answer it. And we had, there's there's a great synergy between a lot of the, what we we um, share and a lot of the other uh, really good tutors out there, and there are a lot of really good tutors. We run progressive groups in the UK and we got Paul Jacobs across and we put our progressive groups together and he took them for the weekend, not because um, we felt like he would teach anything completely different. He brought lots of new stuff to the students, but he also brought what we've been saying, but in a different way. He's got so many decades, 30 odd decades, mm. 30 odd decades, 30 odd years. Three decades. Of, 30 um, odd decades, mate. Some over three um, but he was able to put it in a way, and it matters not which medium the penny drops with. It only matters that it drops. So people will say, I went to, I don't know, I went to Phil and he's marvellous, and he just put it in there. But they forget that they've spent 10 years with so many other tutors who have laid the foundations on which reality of all their training falls on so no tutor should be able to claim ownership of um the training we saw one of our students dem last night yeah, went to support her good went to support her she's a marvelous little medium um little that sounds a bit patronizing she's a marvelous medium 
And she's done her training with Paul. She's done her training with some others. So we recognize the training that she's got in her. So we can, tutors that, that want to claim ownership of learning and students that want to place their learning with one person, it doesn't matter. It's all in the same direction. It's about education. Yeah. It's about moving forward. It is very, very much. I mean, if we go back to how we teach now, it was been taught over 100 years ago by Gordon Higginson, who taught Paul Jacobs, who imparted that knowledge in me and Kerry and other people. Uh, and we take it and we make it our own. I remember Paul's words to me, now go out and be your own medium. Go and do your own school and go and do your own learning. Because I'd spent that long learning. He knew I understood it. Now go out there. Yeah. And like we said to the lady last night, this is when your real learning starts. And she went, oh, but I've worked with you for so many years. And I said, this is where you work with the spirit world and they do it now. And they spirit do world are your teachers yeah. now. That's We've both been told that by our mentors individually. The spirit world are your teachers now. Get on and do it. No, it's all good. I, I had originally thought we'd have time for a psychic reading too, but we don't just based on oh, time. I know, and, I know about Brian now. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But that's it's all good because at least we were able to clarify what the difference is. And we only have about maybe 10, 12 minutes left here. So I want to just talk about um, the importance of sitting in the power because. I remember when I saw you two give a workshop at, with, I think it was one of the We Don't Die events, you put up a picture. And if the spirit world puts a picture into your mind, yeah, you can just say what's on the picture or you can delve deep into the different attributes of the picture and let it tell the story. And I don't know if many people know that number one but number two is I know that there's mediums watching here too that say how do I reach that next level and I was even speaking to a gal not too long ago who was frustrated that her own mediumship isn't as good as she'd like she'd like it to be and I asked if she was sitting in the power and the answer was no so that's a common answer um we've only got 12 yeah, minutes about that. <laughs> well hey I, I think I think our next guest, I, I will make, we can go a little bit over because I think he'll be patient. <laughs> okay. Um, so what you've mentioned are two different things. They're sitting in the power and clairvoyance. Um, clairvoyance is an art form. Um, clairvoyance is a um, logical way of working. You get shown a picture and you've got to make statements of that picture, but it's what's in the forefront of that picture. You must feel into and understand what the spirit world's trying to show you. Uh, and that's the thing. And if we used what I think, I can't remember which picture it was, but one we use is a picture of John Wayne sat on a horse. Um, and and it, what happened in a real contact in the real life situation and where I was, I looked around the room and I felt into it. I thought, you know what, nobody here, it doesn't feel like anybody here has met John Wayne. So I thought, okay, so this is a way of finding my communicator, sorry, not communicator, finding my recipient as well as proving my communicator. So in other words, I thought, okay, so I know I've got John Wayne, so I, I can't say I've actually literally got him, but I've got to use that information. Now, John, it's a common name in England. So was Wayne. So I knew I had John, 
But then as I knew I had John, I felt I had father. So I knew father was John and I knew Wayne was the son and I was direct at that point to the back. And all this goes on within my mind before I say it. So in other words, I've worked it out. I felt into it. Um, and that story unfolds. I've got your dad in the spirit world. His name was John. I need to speak to the gentleman at the back of the room. You're called Wayne. Yes, that's correct. Um, your dad worked with horses and we went on to memories, all kinds of different things. So it's an art form of logical sense, but also clairsentience of feeling within the. Um, but the way that we must feel and the way we must work is making ourselves more sensitive and aware of the spirit world and that's where sitting in the power comes we're not going on a meditation a magical journey or anything else we're fine-tuning our senses our own unique abilities that we're born with we have a soul that can sense can investigate can tell us information give us deja vu all kinds of things that it can do so for instance to keep it simple when you meet somebody you shake their hand you instantly know if you like them or dislike them you instantly know if you trust them so all these things your soul tells you we know we feel before we think so in other words the soul is doing all this feeling investigation and this is where you learn to sensitize yourself so much that those feelings become tangible become real and become stronger than your logical thought and you go with them so it's almost like all your inner senses inner seeing inner being it's all prevalent and sitting in the power is going within that and just seeing how you feel being aware of things and within that rhythmic breathing the consciousness starts to change these are the processes that happen that become aware and one of the terms we use a lot is um, the natural daydream state everyone daydreams so we know that everyone is clairvoyant we know that everyone can feel within that and also within them daydream we hear things that sitting in the power going into that sensitive place heightens all that and brings that natural ability out all the way through our life we've had to shut off because we've been told work with data work with this work with facts feelings are no good so in other words we've got to go back in there and be aware of the conscious change aware of the conscious feelings aware of the emotional feelings physical feelings absolutely everything and the more we sit not expecting not wanting but just giving and feeling the more sensitive we become the more we take the strain off our consciousness and it's allowed to move the subconscious comes up and that's where the spirit world then can impress upon the mind and blend with us and show us pictures and things when we want it it never works when we just sit and let it naturally happen and sitting in the power is uh, an art form in itself being disciplined trying to stay there without the mind creeping in and the, the trick is we always say to people go with it if a thought comes in let the thought go just go with the thought because you keep on pushing it out your mind's too strong it will come back mm. in so go with it and usually it's about your daily chores or tasks or going shopping and everything so you're going to walmart you need this you need that before you know it you're so engrossed you're in that daydream state the spirit world will come over the back and you're with them so anything else you want and to sitting in the power as well also allows the, the developing medium to build their own power Correct. because if if they can't sit in the power for more than 20 minutes how can they expect to stand up and be in the power for an hour during a demonstration so it's about building their own power as well and holding that altered 
um, awareness and that altered state of consciousness for longer periods of time. We sit every day. We sit. We set aside an hour. Sometimes it is an hour. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's slightly more. Um, but we've got to be able to sit in that space because that's a space that we use. You have heard me say when I started my my first contact um, with Brian. I'm not in the power because I just felt because I did the old medium's fault of the self-doubt comes in and we start to question and we once we start to question we've brought in an energy that, that's contrary to where the loved one is so we've got to put ourselves aside um, and allow ourselves to go back into the power and not worry about whether it works or not or whether it's good enough for our expectations but just trust that is what the spirit world wants so we've got to sit in the power to build our power so that when all else fails us, um, if we're in the power, it doesn't matter because we'll not know anything about it and the spirit world will have had a voice. Is there a benefit of sitting in the power if I don't want to develop as a medium? Yes. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah, sitting in the power is um, going, going back many, many thousands of years People used to talk about sitting in silence and um, going into meditation, Zen meditation, going out into the um, out into country and to nature and spending time on their own. Sitting in the parrot is a way that we can be close to ourselves and know ourselves and learn our own soul. So whether we are grieving, whether we are hurting, whether we are um, dealing with a personal challenge of some way, whether it be psychological, emotional, physical, whichever type of challenge it is. When we're in the power, we are within our own power. We feel the divine. We feel our connection with whoever God is in for ourselves. We feel that connection with that creative force, which also many people call God. And if we're in that space connecting to that God force, then somehow we replenish our soul and our soul's able to have a louder voice. And when it's got a louder voice, we're in the synergy and that natural flow of life. So when Phil and I are both doing private sittings um, or working with somebody individually, normally that's where we find our coaching skills will come in because we can feel and sense the, the soul calling out in a way that says, can you give some words that tells my body and my mind that I am connected, that I am aligned, that they're overthinking it, they just need to be, and that's what sitting in the power is, just being in the moment. And when we're in the moment, clarity about life happens. Grief takes us out of the moment. Stress takes us out of the moment. Worry takes us out of the moment. Work, pressure, anxiety, depression, they all take us out of the moment. So if we've no time to be in the power, we'll not find the space to find presence. But if we don't have presence, we'll not make the time to sit in the power. So something has to change within us. And that happens when we're ready for change. Yeah. But again, it's a good question, Sandra. Um, sit in the power, forms of meditation as well. You don't have to be a medium. If you become more spiritual or if you are a medium, you're going to spiritualize your energy 
um, to develop the altered states, to develop the trance, to develop the mental mediumship. You have, as a person, have got to change. And, and sitting in the power makes you more aware of your own presence, your own power, and that changes your thought process, the way that you are, your char character, your personality. Um, if I go back three decades and I talk and people know what I do now, they say you were more psychotic than you were psychic sort of thing. So again, here, um, things change and it's a journey that we change on. Friends change, associates change, the way that we look at the world change, the way we interact with each other changes. Um, and that's the spiritualizing or spiritual awareness so you don't have to be a medium um, some of the courses that we deliver are on that spiritual side it's just promoting that oneness with the spirit world or oneness with life itself blending with everything within self and being aware of that presence of god of nature whichever it just helps you become that greater and better person and none of them want to be mediums yes. they just want to feel more in contact with who they are and many say, I don't believe in God. Well, you don't need to believe in God, but believe in something. And if that's your own power, then let that be where you sit. And then they have some experiences that might over time change their perception of what the world is. But spirituality is something that without it, life's a great deal, um, is a lot lacking when we don't have spirituality in our lives. I agree. I want to show everybody this. This is the Sitting in the Power CD by Phil and Carrie. And it's also available well, as a CD and a uh, download. And it's brand new. So right now, the only place you can get it is on wedontdieradio.com on the website. You can click on that for the download or for the CD. And to, for all of us, it's I've listened to it numerous times and getting in touch with our own light within yeah. We, we've got, yeah, we've got to thank you for that because you, you did the, the work and it was done in live. And you, you teamwork. Worked. Teamwork. And that's just it. I mean, you're just you working with mediums as well, helping people become the best they can be. Yes. We are all joined in arm in arm to help yes. others. It's not a competition. It's not it's, as much as I do love entertainment. I've sat in plenty of demonstrations that were excellent demonstrations of mediumship and we laughed. So that's great but not entertainment first. I mean, it's the spirit world and, and helping people through grief first. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what do you have coming up on the calendar? I know um, there's some opportunities to see you folks live. I'm going to let Kerry answer that because I'm tired. I've just come back from the Netherlands of sitting mm -hmm. with uh, trans students and physical developing um, mediums. Um, so we've worked with 11 um, circles, if you will, that are developing trans wow. and physical mediumship. So we've been working on that. We've got another one of those coming up next year. Um, and we've got, um, now when I look up here, our wall planner's there. So <laughs> if it looks like I'm daydreaming, it's just, <laughs> um, we've got, in August, we've actually got our own week at the Swannanoff, which is in a lovely part of the Netherlands. And it's called the Scottish and international gathering so there's i think there's over 20 students already enrolled on that there's not very many spaces left there have been nicole de half um phil and i and then we'll be teaching the, personal development mental yeah. mediumship trance trance but the week before that we're coming over the atlantic again 
to you. <laughs> to you. Hot footing it over to Orlando because you've got a marvellous event set up from the, is it the 11th? Through the 15th in Orlando called the We Don't Die Discovery Course, which goes deep into the nitty gritties of all kinds of things. Carrie and Phil are going to be there, not just demonstrating, but helping us all get into our own soul power. And we get to dabble in psychic development and mediumship. And you don't have to be a medium to come. Also, Scott Milligan will be there. He is our resident trance and physical medium. He will be doing uh, trance demonstrations to seances and plenty of time in we're going to break into groups and groups taking turns with other uh, speakers uh, workshop leaders and so we'll have some time sitting in the dark with him um, Sonia Rinaldi is coming from Brazil and for the very first time she will be showing us hands-on her experiments so in the main group, we're going to do some experiments all together to help build power for her as she experiments filming with her contraptions, filming the people in the afterlife. And then also we're going to break into small groups so that everybody gets a chance to pull out our mobile phones and, and investigate and search. Uh, Nick and Stephen are coming from Banyan Retreat. I brag about them. They have, they have hosted the event that I most want to... Um, not really duplicate, but it's the love and the feeling of being on a five-day course with just a small group of 40 people. And they're going to be teaching about our healing nature. Reverend Kevin Lee will also be there talking about um, precipitation mediumship and giving a, a talk on that. It will be uh, five days filled with love and miracles and love and love and not just love from the tutors to us, but each other. And then beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, our loved ones will be there as well and, and be there in so many different ways. And it's just going to be grand. So that's another thing. You can go to wedontdieradio.com if you're interested. There are a few spaces left on the discovery course. Um, but Phil, did you have anything else coming up? Uh, yeah, we have, um, the both of us have a, we're doing a week in Canada as well. Again, excellent. Um, I'm going to be doing, well, sorry, no, we're both going to be doing a, a different demonstration. We're going to be doing what we call a blind demonstration. So I will be blindfolded. Kerry will answer yes and no on half of the recipients. So I enjoy doing them, those kinds of demonstrations. Uh, the different. Um, we're going to be doing a Caribbean cruise as well um, for 10 days. Uh, end of November. End of November. We, there, there may be another We Don't Die event after that. We don't know yet. Okay, well, well maybe a bit of a spoiler alert there. Um, we're back in the Netherlands for Open Weekend again in September. In September. Um, so, yeah, there's lots going on. with lots in Scotland, lots in England as well. So there, there are all kinds of things have been talked about um, and lots of things with, it, with a, a lovely lady from America called Sandra Champlain as well. Yeah. I heard she's nice. She's got a great <laughs> sense of humor. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are fun. And how, what are your websites? Because people can, uh, are welcome to contact you especially there may be some mediums, working mediums that are interested in finding out more and also people that just would like to get a one-on-one -on -one evidential sitting. So how can people contact you easiest? So the Spirit and Soul website is the Spirit and Soul Foundation dot com. Dot com. Is it dot com? Dot com. Dot com. One of them, yeah. 
All the links are just beneath this episode yeah. in the but, description. And mine is karemcleodspiritmedium.com. And mine's very, very simple, which is philipdarkco.uk. And it is yeah, yeah. yeah, and again, any listener yeah, you or can viewer. Find us on Facebook, and we've had so many requests for information. Where we've got so many, and to anybody that sent us an email or a text message or a message on Facebook or private message to us, if we haven't got back to you, then we will do because we've had so many questions and inquiries. Um, and it's not for private sittings; it's more about can you reassure me that this is this way or can you tell me what this means? So we have been doing our best to get back to everybody and we will, if they haven't had a response, we will get back to them very soon. Thank you very much. Well, we will conclude this episode unless there's any burning last words. Brian, you are still here with us. So let me bring you back in and we'll just say our goodbyes and I'll wrap up this any episode. Any final words from anyone? I just want to say thank you. It was, uh, it was great meeting you guys, and, and I really appreciate the, uh, the reading. It was fantastic. No, you're welcome. You're absolutely okay. welcome. Um, we'd like to thank you for coming on and being part of this and, and to yeah. share your private life and intimate moments. It's, it's, it's an honor. It really is. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you all. Thank you to Carrie and Phil and Brian and you, our viewer or listener. Thank you for taking the time to be here with us. Uh, as a reminder, our home base for all past episodes is home. Uh, we don't, let me start again. Our home base for all these episodes is we don't die radio.com. And there's some freebies there, like a very healing audio, how to survive grief. It says, read a few chapters of my book. We don't die. It's actually the whole book and uh, some other things as well. If you'd like to come visit us at the, we don't die discovery course, you can check that out at we don't die radio.com as well. We have a very loving and supportive Facebook group. And if you're a Facebook user interested in life after death and these kind of conversations that we have on this show, just go into Facebook and search. We don't die listeners. And there'll be a group that pops up and join us. Please join us. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain. I'm always so happy to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is very important. We all have the divine within us that is our birthright. And it may take sitting in the power to tap into that more, that our loved ones are around us as we've seen today. And don't give up hope. They're here. They're very much alive. Your life is important while you're here. So make the most of it. You're very important. You're loved and you're very special. So don't forget that. So thank you for listening or for viewing and we'll see you soon.